0: Okay, so that notification signifies that we are on good evening once again, everybody. This is Francisco with my good buddies Andrew and Charles for another edition of sports goofs the thirty fifth one and uh well, say hi boys Hello hola okay that was <laughs> that was very. Um, I don't know. Short and to the point. Yeah. So anyway, so we're uh, I guess we're tomorrow's the NFL. Tomorrow the NFL starts, so we are one day away from freaking. You always pick the times I can't watch. Well, sorry, Mikey. I am very sorry. But yes, I blame me. Blame natural disasters. <laughs> uh, we'll try and we look at our schedule after we kind of settle down here a bit, but. Uh, yeah, we we'll, we'll be talking NFL. Ezekiel Elliott finally finally signed with the Dallas Cowboys for a ton of money. Um, what else? What else are we talking about? College football week one, the true week one, not week zero, whatever whatever the heck they were calling it, actually happened. And unfortunately, my team is no longer in the running for anything anymore because of what happened. Um, but Andrews is. In any case, uh, and we got baseball as well. Baseball's happening. Some stuff happened with hockey. And um, LeBron James suddenly thinks he's the owner of Mexico's food industry. Uh, so, um, actually, I wanted to start because I feel like it's, it's, it's just so, so weird and strange. I don't know. Charles, I'm sorry if I put you in the spot here. I wanted to go to the cage first. Because of some, something that happened with the uh, up-and-coming All Elite Wrestling and uh, a, a certain Senor Jericho, so could you enlighten us, please? Because this is uh, both funny and I don't know if sad or, or if it's a if it's a bit. We, I don't know. It's it's all over the place. So, right, so. we're here.
1: Welcome, everybody, to your weekly Truplex. As I tell everybody, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is basically a tango, a dance, a ballet, an orchestra with people in the background dancing, whatever you want to call it, as men and women in tights fighting over love, titles, competition, respect. Now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about what's happening in both WWE, AEW. I'll save a little bit of the AEW for last as the cap off. Bit in WWE world, just to give you a refresher, Class of Champions next week or Sunday. Not super interested in it, but hey, you do what you can, whatever you can. Um, what's really kind of going on is King of the Ring tournament and or as I like to call it, how Vince McMahon likes to piss off the masses and put the guys who shouldn't be in the semifinals <laughs> or quarterfinals in there further out. Of course, you know, I can't get what I want. I'm also kind of sick of Vince putting guys like I want to win last to not make it. Oh well. Last night we saw Chad Gable answer Andrade. I'm a big Andrade guy. I like Chad Gable, but Chad Gable doesn't do it. Great technical wrestler, has no charisma whatsoever. Saw Elias go over Ali, as my paralegal illegal event likes to say. Ali's change your mind. Well, he we can't change Vince's because Elias beat him Paint clean one two three over and raw, where a lot of controversy happens. Just to tell you, with King of the Ring, it's kind of a tourney So you had Samoa Joe versus Ricochet going on. I love me some Samoa Joe. I respect me some Ricochet. What I don't respect is creative, not being able to put the guy over the other. So they had a double ball. What that meant is instead of... One event, I think Baron Cohen winning an automatic in finals. He's being a triple match. It's lazy, it's sloppy. Sometimes you have to pick a guy to win over the other guy. Grow a pair of Paul Heyman. Grow a pair of Vince McMahon. No one liked that move. I sure as hell did it. On to bigger news, better news. All elite wrestling had its all-out pay-per-view with many things happened, but most importantly, you had the AEW inaugural heavyweight champion revealed. Or you know, contest, whatever you want to call it, Chris Jericho versus Adam Hangman Page, the up-and-comer versus the icon, the, uh, I guess, living legend if Larry Zabisco doesn't want to take it, the Ayatollah of Rock and roll. and people were thinking <laughs> Hangman Page was going to win out, well, however, it was, you know, the old Lionheart, Y2J, Chris Jericho, who is your inaugural AEW All Elite Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, right move in my opinion, Hangman Page is only known to a small sector of people who like Ring of Honor, and who like New Japan, and the Elite, and the Bullet Club, whatever faction you wanna call it, Chris Jericho is known by everybody. You know, modern, old, new wrestlers, it's the perfect way to captivate and, you know, catapult a new program that's gonna be starting in October with their weekly thing, with a weekly TV show, the next you know, year, Keeping in mind for Jericho, he's gonna keep it all up for a couple months and then give the whole rub either to a Kenny Omega or a hangman page and have them win it out. But even more interesting
2: and not <laughs> the
1: story of Finish story. But even more interesting, Chris Jericho celebrated because he is not he, he's a god, ladies and gentlemen, he's a wrestling god, but he's not an arrogant god. He <laughs> decided to celebrate his AEW winning championships at a Longhorns. It's not accurate, yeah. it was the same day, but he decided to go to Longhorns, and somehow he lost this big, beautiful belt, if you can get that in the background. He, there's conflicting stories. It said it was stolen while it was eating at the Longhorns. There's other stories that say it was lost at luggage. I like the to believe that he lost at Longhorns, that it came in, in character, <laughs> still <laughs> spilling champagne around people, saying, get it over the bubble, because that's what he did after he won his title. It was great. I believe it became an in in-character with this big, audacious, gaudy gold belt that kind of looks like a you know Power Ranger attachment. Look at that belt. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Gone. It happened to Tallahassee of all places, so someone was going to go sell that to Crack.
0: So, <laughs>
1: the the <laughs>
3: first heavyweight event was in Tallahassee.
0: Yeah, yes. I'm kind of wondering.
3: I, I, I love Tallahassee. I used to live there. I spent a lot of time there. Yeah. Beautiful city. It beats the hell out of uh, Miami in terms of natural beauty. But. Tallahassee? Well, here's Uh, the thing it's Florida. The
1: Shad Khan and Tony Khan, the cons. They have the Jacksonville team. Plus, if you think about it, it's gold, Garnet and gold. Maybe kind of remind FSD what a championship looks like. Championship. Oh wait, wait a
0: second. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. Yeah, we have to
1: get there in a minute. <laughs> at least we've
0: gotten. At least we've gotten one this decade. So you know. Uh, uh, you know and our, pro- our
1: quarterback didn't sexually assault people. I'll keep it to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's not our problem anymore. <laughs> hey, that's an Urban Meyer uh, answer. Good job. Uh, um, bringing it back. So he lost the belt. Tallahassee police helped out. I've been following this case on Twitter. Like crazy, follow us on Twitter, sports boots. Oh, uh, I love friends. that it's plug. I name. love
0: I love that plug. It's just my and initials. Then, <laughs> and then Andrews, which
1: is the easiest thing, Dan frijoles a funny guy, follow us up. So he lost it at the Longhorn Steakhouse. I thought he'd be a roof and Chris kind of guy or going to a swanky one, but he's just one of us he bestowed his friends. I am sorry, if I was at uh, a Longhorns, I would be like, Hit me. Pinched me. I I can't believe I'm dreaming. A guy who I've known for 20 plus years as a fan, with this big audacious belt. I'm gonna get an autograph, and I'm gonna steal that belt. So if I was them, I'd run this as a work. You guys, I would run this as a work. I would, I would put it as an ego trip saying, this is the only time I'm ever gonna lose this title belt. It's gonna be in public because none of you punks at the, uh, the up and coming all elite wrestling is gonna be able to beat me, tune in Wednesday nights of October to see me hand in everybody and thank me for making my services available for the show. Run the work, man, run the work. <laughs> um, you know, it, it was definitely the caper because I'll share with you the story for the story. I've read when Jericho won the Undisputed Championship against Stone Cold and um, The Rock in one night, I think it was Unforgiven, where they combined the World Heavyweight Champion from WCW and then WWE. His, he, you know, this is the daunting realization of wrestling. He didn't get this big party, he didn't get this big celebration, he didn't get this big anything. What he did was he ordered a pizza and got beer and ate in his motel room. So I feel like this is a nice, <laughs> for some reason, kind of full circle effect of what happens as a wrestler. Because at the end of the day, guys, wrestlers are carnies. My favorite kind of carnies, but they're just carnies. Yeah. Um, so I, I just I like to I, think
0: of them as men as the, men of the people.
1: Well, no. you got to be man of the people if you're making probably a solid half a mil and you're going to go to Longhorns for steak. But you know what? <laughs> I've had side plug, even though they're not my non-spicy. I will say they're seven pepper sirloin steak, very good. Got to get it rare. Be be a real human being. Eat that stuff fresh out. It's great. <laughs> that's what I got for you, Francisco. Oh wow.
0: So okay, but they found it, right? It's found. It's been found.
1: Oh yeah, it's been found now recently. So okay, but I see the RV's tweet in the background, which is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> because the Judas, for for those who don't know, Chris Jericho is not only a wrestler, actor, author, he's also a rock star with Foxy. So they have a song called Judas, is really good. You should listen to it. I'm and Ken, he uh, even named w- his champion. new finisher. Oh, hold on, I got Chris Jericho event. on the line right here. But yeah, you gotta <laughs> play this after out. I it's great. The first AEW
2: champion with blood streaming down my face after one of the hardest matches I've ever had in my life. Some low-life scumbag committed grand larceny and robbed me of the AEW championship. Now, as I sit here in my palatial estate, in my beautiful mansion, getting ready to have a little bit of the bubbly, I'm just imagining what I would do to that son of a bitch if he was here right now. And as a result, I am launching a worldwide investigation. Using the top private investigators in the world today to find out who committed this crime. And trust me, as the AEW champion, as your Le Champion,
3: I'm champion. I promise
2: to regain and restore and find and reclaim the AEW Championship. And once again, give you another reason to finally give me the thank you that I deserve. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>
0: Ah, you gotta love the showmanship. You have to love the showmanship. the 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 thanks that he deserves, and he said that you're welcome to us. Uh, Uh, I
1: say thank you all the time.
0: (laughs) Well, that was. Oh gosh, this is that's
1: wrestling done right. Taking real life events and making a spin
0: for real. This that's this is fun. This is fun. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I guess we can move on to our next topic. I don't know. There's football, but I don't know where we want to go. We want to go with college. or We to go to professionals. NFL starts tomorrow. Zeke, college?
3: College.
0: You want college? Or you want to hold off on college for now? Not sure.
3: I know why you want to hold off on it, but you might, you might as well accept the inevitable basically be the thanos of the situation mm-hmm. <laughs> plus you know that corn and gold
1: comment let's just do it you know. all right okay fine all right
3: fsu man
0: uh, uh, <laughs> what happened man Uh man so um anyways uh, <laughs> my dad was watching the game and you know he saw that fsu was a big against uh, boise state and my dad's like okay and, and mind you this is a game that was supposed to be played in jacksonville uh where the jaguars play and um uh, and then was moved due to the hurricane to uh to tallahassee and well, that was what two hour drive away in any case um FSU was up big my dad's like okay they're gonna win big uh I'm, I'm not gonna watch the rest of the game i watched the rest of the game <laughs> <laughs> I watched the rest of the game. So and, did I. And a <laughs> uh, few hours after the game, <laughs> I, my dad calls me. He's like, hey, how about them Seminoles? Because he, he he didn't watch the rest of the game. <laughs> he didn't, and he's, on, he's not on Twitter or any of that crap. So I'm like, they lost. He's like,
2: they lost.
0: I'm like, how did they lose? They didn't score a single point in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> and uh they 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 even forgot how to freaking recover a fumble <laughs> wow, <that sounds> familiar. <laughs> there were two guys two guys no boise state broncos next to them and uh i, I don't know i don't know why nobody jumped on top of it they they, they treated it like it was a freaking uh live grenade rather than a frick- <laughs> actually they should have treated it like a live grenade they should have jumped on top of it that's how you save other people uh that's gosh man everybody's calling for willie Taggart's head now
3: let me say this okay ucf fans i'm not talking about the ones that started coming around in like 2017 or whenever and when we started really winning
0: the bandwagoners
3: we accept the bandwagoners. We accept all oh, okay. the fans.
2: All
3: right. Okay. But um, Willie Taggart used to be the head coach at our wonderful rival, US uh, South Florida, mm-hmm. and we—he is a very bad coach. <laughs> yes, he he beat us while he was there, but he is had a couple of good seasons and that's what made people want to uh, want to make him coach but he was it's more about he had good players that right. propped him up versus a good coach propping up um, wasn't USF ranked under his regime I don't remember um, JPP was before him well for him. That was Jim Levitt, I believe. Um, But, you know, some coaches, um, it's, you know, you know, they take quote unquote, not good players and then brings them together. And it's the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Right. Right. That's not true with him. (laughs) He's propped up by his good players so when a good player is no longer there, he looks like, shit. Gosh. Case point. Case point. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an article that came up.
0: I'm going to look him up while we're here.
3: Started at uh, Western Time, WKU. Um, and then he went over to USF. Then he went to Oregon for okay. a couple of years. And then he went to... Uh, Florida State from there because it was his dream job, apparently. Um, Former Seminole. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. Hold on. There was, a, there was a, an article that came out that. Okay. So... Here we go. So I want to make sure I get this right. Um, here talk without uh, okay. Talk without...
0: So I'm looking him up his history, um, after his, um, uh, his playing career. Uh, went to high school in Bradenton, Florida. um, um and so, uh, Western Kentucky. He um, he. Then he, okay. He became the coach of USF. Um, led the Bulls to a two and two and ten season his first season, then four and eight the next season. Uh, Twenty fifteen. Led by conference leaders quarterback Quinton Flowers and Marlon Mack, the the Bulls started one and three. Finishing with an 8-5 record and they lost to Western Kentucky in the Miami Beach Bowl. Played at Marlins Park. And the Miami Beach Bowl doesn't exist anymore now. Um, That's because Derek Jeter doesn't need any of that crap. Uh, In 2016, they went 10-2 and and won the AEC East Division. Their first double-digit win season in school history. Then he went to Oregon. And... Um, I think he was there for two seasons. Yeah, in 20 in the um Actually, he he came in December 2016 and then no, he's only there for one season. One season, and that was it. Oh, was it one
3: season? Yeah.
0: Dang. They lost the loss and they lost <laughs> <laughs> funny enough, they lost the Las Vegas Bowl to Boise State. Um but Tagger had already taken the the Seminoles' job by that point, mm-hmm. so it was Mario Cristobal that was coaching them. Okay, anyway, so this,
3: I finally found it. Um, he was doing his weekly call in show with Palestine Democrat. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
3: He was saying uh, that the play that um, I think after going through last weekend and seeing our guys going down and cramping, one thing we talked about with our medical staff is our guys gotta hydrate. Uh, that can't be on Thursday. That can't be on, uh, that can't be on Friday. That can't be on Thursday. They need to start hydrating earlier in the week and take care of their bodies. Oh, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. It's it's a smart move to not hydrate your players a couple of days before the game. He tried to clarify it, but still stupid. And then on top of that, He now had the brilliant idea of, hey, you know what? I'm going to put my defensive coordinator in the press box just now. He realized that. For anyone that doesn't really follow, uh, teams will often have at least one of their coaches, uh, typically the coordinators, Mm -hmm. up in the press box because then they can see. The whole field. Exactly. You can't really see on the ground. Exactly. So he said, hey, I put coach up in the box. Bear in mind, this guy has been coaching for I don't know when he started coaching the Western Kentucky, but um, maybe you have that up. But still, insert, you don't say me. Exactly. <laughs> 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 no, exactly. He. Th- th- it's just so plainly obvious what he should be doing, and he's not doing such things. Now let me say this though. This what this was. I, Boise State is not a bad team. No, they're not. They, they're a very good team. Heck, they're ranked this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to say, oh, FSU is having a bad year. They lost to a bad Boise State. No, Boise State is a very good team. It's just you would expect a team with all of the resources that Florida State has. Oh. And it's a home game. <laughs> it was going to be a neutral game, although let's be honest. Jacksonville's not a neutral site. Jacksonville is you said two hours away from Tallahassee. They're in freaking Boise, Idaho. <laughs> they have to fly a couple of thousand miles yeah. to get there. So FSU
0: just sucked. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, That's there's no excuses. There's no, oh, they weren't drinking enough water. They were drinking too much water. It was just freaking, uh, you shouldn't lose, what was it, like an 18-point lead? Yeah, uh, it was a lot. You bad. shouldn't lose an 18-point lead and not score a single freaking point in the second half like that if you're a major college football program uh, with the history that Florida State does have just saying. Inexcusable. Inexcusable. That's uh, I mean, gosh. I, I it, it was just bad. Let's, get, let's move on, please. We know they suck. <laughs> Can we move on? I'm 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 I'm, I'm already going to suffer enough for football this season with the Seminoles and and the freaking uh, and the Dolphins, all right. FAU got trounced by Ohio State. They're gonna get trounced by UCF. It, it, it it's all awful. FAU lost. I I don't have any football. I don't know what the sport is. It, it's just awful for me.
3: Well, I don't want to talk about UCF.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I,
3: I won't take that long. I promise. <laughs> uh, so UCF was playing the Florida A and M Rattlers down uh-huh. in Orlando. Uh-huh. Um, sorry, up in Orlando. Uh the final score was sixty-two to zero. Yep. Um now that may seem like thing up the score and being honest kinda is, but it all isn't. Because we were doing uh, <clears throat> <coughs> although funny enough, the FamU band did not go because they were in a competition out in Houston. Ah. Oh. <laughs> so a lot of UCF fans were disappointed because they wanted to see the, the world-famous fan band. Yeah. Um, which y- almost universally is considered one of the best college marching bands. Um, so UCF 162 nothing. they were doing kind of a quarterbacking by committee. Um, the number, the QB one, the number of the starting quarterback was, uh, yes, they did a few years ago. Uh, one member died, I believe, so they were hey. essentially put on. Essentially, they didn't exist. They were completely shut down for a few years um, while that investigation was underway. But they, I guess, cl- cleaned house and that they were allowed to come back and start again. Okay. Um,
0: and that was regard to FAMU being suspended.
3: You know, right. for hazing. Although they um, they're suspended their ban from the playoffs here due to uh, rule violations, NCAA rule violations. Okay. Anyway, back to the game. Right. Uh, um, so starting quarterback was Brandon Wimbush, who transferred in from Notre Dame this offseason, graduate transfer. Uh, so he was ruled the starting quarterback but Josh Heupel UCS head coach said that the number two quarterback Dylan uh Dylan Gabriel who I'm sure I mentioned this last week uh went to the same high school as Mackenzie Milton um said he was going to get a lot of action as well and so he did Wimbush had a very say average game uh he played most of the reps uh, whereas Gabriel um, he did a sizable amount of the snaps but he looked really good when he was on the field Um, I think I forget what it was but he I think he was like two for two on drives and getting scores and getting touchdowns so Mm -hmm. he looked really good so it was not quite running it up because it wasn't keeping the true number one in there. Like uh, last year, it would be if we kept in Mackenzie Milton and just kept scoring, you know, that would be running it up. But here was kind of, you know, getting everybody's feet wet and testing to see how everyone would do. Bad news from the game, though, was one of our starting cornerbacks. Um, Brandon Moore, we call him BAM. Um, he's done for the year. Uh, he was injured, he dislocated his knee towards ACL. We um, got what he thought was interception, but was called back because the ball hit the ground.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so was actually an incomplete pass. Extremely unfortunate. The kid he was a great, great player. He's a junior, so he was a veteran on the defense. It's really a shame that it happened, um, especially on a play that didn't count. And coincidentally enough, there was almost an identical injury to what Mackenzie Milton had last year, albeit better in a way, because there was no blood loss, there was no nerve damage sure. uh, compared to Mackenzie Milton, who had blood loss and nerve damage, which made it, as I mentioned, he almost could have lost his leg. Right uh, or died. Difference though is Brandon Moore tore his ACL whereas Mackenzie did. So, I guess it. Never. Ultimately, Brandon Moore's in much better shape and health. Mackenzie was. He was. Uh, he went to his high school alma maters um, out in I think Seminole County. Uh, he went to their game the next night, but in a wheelchair and a boot. So. Hopefully, he'll be back next year, but he's 100% done for this season. Okay. Can I cover yeah. a couple more things from college football?
0: Yeah, man. Go ahead. Well, I mean, we still got, uh, we're not even half half hour through yet, man. I mean,
3: I'll do the highlights slash lowlights. Yeah. Um, Tennessee.
0: <laughs> for those who don't know, Tennessee.
3: For those who don't know, the Tennessee Volunteers who play in a one hundred thousand plus seat stadium. Oh uh, gosh! I guess you could call them blue lights because they have some success in the past. Uh-huh. they lost to the George State Panthers. What? <laughs> yes.
0: I was actually because I went to Atlanta to uh, today. I was in Atlanta today, and I was passing by the Georgia State Stadium, which is formerly Turner Field, home of the the former home of the Atlanta Braves. Braves suck, by the way. Um, I'm always gonna dig at them. Uh, I was just looking around to see if like you know there was like any significant like. I I didn't see much. I didn't see like I was looking for like a billboard or something, you know, just to promote the program after that huge win, but. well, isn't there a head coach like a former Steve Spurrier disciple or something like that? Which it's uh, Something. It was something. There's a there's a Steve Spurrier connection. Which again, if you uh, watch um, SB Nation's beef history, there's a long, extensive beef history between Steve Spurrier and Tennessee.
3: Uh, he was running game coordinator under Spurrier in South Carolina.
0: Ah, there you go. So there it is. Some more. St- He's still screwing over the volunteers. Oh, gosh.
3: So Georgia State, this was a team that was founded in 2010, not moved up to the FBS level. Mm -hmm. They were created in 2010. Right. This is a team that is less than 10 years old. Their head coach is in his third season. They are playing in a stadium. They
0: are playing in a baseball stadium.
3: (laughs) They are playing in a renovated baseball stadium. Which, by the way, I got to give props to the city of Atlanta. This is the third iteration of that stadium. Yeah, it was it was created as the Olympic Stadium for the '96 Olympics. You know where they do the track and field, the opening and closing ceremonies. The year after, it was already it was built with the intention of it becoming the Atlanta Braves Stadium. Right. Uh, you can look at pictures when it was the Olympic Stadium, and you can. See yeah, it looks almost exactly like the Atlanta Braves Stadium. Okay. Then it became the Braves Stadium for right. 20 years, and instead of tearing it down like most every other city does with their old stadiums, Georgia State bought it and renovated it into a, into a football stadium. Yeah. That is brilliant. That is recycling. I love it. You <laughs> <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Georgia. I mean, Tennessee. I think
0: Tennessee wishes they put X lights. They would have an excuse. (laughs) Right. Uh,
3: Although I think Tennessee fans would also say that's true because their team, their team played like crap. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Explains why they pooped the Uh, bed. Yeah. Yeah, Pooped the bed. Um, So Tennessee fans are, needless to say, they are going insane um they are in meltdown mode and someone who said they bought a 136 model dumpster (laughs) is painting it orange putting kindling and wood inside of it and setting it on fire
0: (laughs) a dumpster fire
3: (laughs) their their official reddit which is very very clever because reddits start with r slash whatever it's r slash Top. uh since mm. their big thing is rocky top so it's spells rocky top but anyway ah, okay. they are mm-hmm. going alarm bells it's a five it's a five alarm fire it's not looking good out in knoxville yeah um a couple of other upsets uh, missouri lost to wyoming um and then nevada uh, Nevada beat um, Purdue. Yeah. Purdue having upset Ohio State last year, who was on pace to go to the college football playoff for that loss. Um, that was an amazing game. I watched the end of it. It was one by the freshman kicker playing his first-ever game, a 56-yard game-winning field goal as time expired. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. And on top of that, so, they, so the coach obviously gave him the game ball. But as he gave him the game ball, he also said that he got a full-ride scholarship.
0: Mm. Nice.
3: So that it is. was... Feel good. It, this was an amazing first week. It had all of the uh, drama, all of the suspense that you love in college football. And man, I missed it. Uh, it's been a long... Eight months, basically, since uh, college football was last played. So I am excited that it's back. It is back and better than ever. And I can't wait to see what happens this week.
0: All right, so AP Top 25 came out as well. Uh, Number one, Clemson. Obviously. Number two is Bama. Uh, Then we got Georgia and Oklahoma. Ohio State, without the the. uh, Louisiana State. Michigan, Notre Dame, Texas, Auburn, Florida, Texas A&M, Utah, Washington, keep on going, Penn State, Oregon, Wisconsin, UCF, Michigan State, Iowa, Syracuse, Washington State, Stanford, Boise State, and Iowa State. Who? <laughs> Iowa State also had a bit of a schedule.
3: The You may have seen their 26 teams, but Nebraska and Iowa State are tied. Okay. Um, Iowa State, that was another one. They, they uh, won in triple overtime against uh, University of Northern Iowa, who's an FCS team.
0: Right. So I'm, ve- uh, I'm very surprised that they're there,
3: to be honest. Well, they fell four spots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Uh,
3: what I'm amazed by is that Nebraska's even ranked. They were even ranked at the preseason because they were four and eight last year. I I can't remember a team that was that was below five hundred had a losing season get ranked the next year. Um, but anyway interesting thing is UCF went down a spot. They went from 17 last week to eighteenth. I can kind of see why, because Wisconsin de- devastated USF 49 to nothing at USF, no less. Um, the Scott Price type. Yeah, I mean, th- that's exactly what it is. I don't agree with it because a coach cannot turn around something like that in one in two seasons. It's ridiculous. Well, that's not true. Top of the Frost took us from uh, with the went from seven to get in two seasons, so I take that back. Um, to be fair, a lot of rankings are prodigy coach hype. Yeah, that's true. Uh so UCF went down, uh Oregon they fifth game that game against Auburn. It was a kickoff game down in uh Arlington with the
0: Mm-hmm. we had yeah.
3: auburn dead to rights but they just gave away the game uh, a friend of mine who's an oregon fan said why do we always do this so this is a trend of theirs uh, they they give away the big games unfortunately. right mm-hmm. uh, that's why auburn won the national championship back in 2010 over oregon right. um uh, I'm glad Frank take up 4 by 3 spots because it was not a pretty game. Um, other than that, things are pretty good. Um, F U is going to be interesting for you see if this week because um, I know, everyone thinks that we're going to blow them out of the water. I don't think so, especially since we're playing them in Boca. Um, I don't know, I think we'll win, but you know, I don't like to make guarantees, especially after 2015, where right. we should have beaten FYU, we definitely should have beaten FCS Furman. There were so many teams we should have beat, but we didn't. So I don't get my hope. hopes up I hope so much anymore. Okay. Um, I don't know, do you guys want knowledge or info on other teams that I can cover real quick?
1: uh i'm not sure yeah anything charles i mean andrew yes sir explain to me this because we talked a little bit about a lot of the coach prodigies and all that stuff so i'm gonna go strictly into oklahoma because mm. if we have a player we remember to forget seven yeah sometimes we have to be a player that we go holy crap because i didn't know that jalen Hurts has in him to be a six touchdown, 400 plus yard guy in college football, especially for that kind of system, because that, you know, there was one of those moments where I would say, damn, that's kind of amazing. Even though I know, you know, Oklahoma didn't really play anybody competitive, I don't even remember who they played, but I remember watching highlights of the game. I think that final stat line was mighty impressive, even if it's, you know, a little bit un- inflated under that kind of offense.
3: Well, couple of reasons. One, I, I have to say, even though uh, Houston lost, they are a very good team. They have a very good quarterback. Uh, so they're going to with a lot of teams, a lot of people this year in conference, out of conference, whatever. Um, compared to South Florida, who got blown out, they're not going to do anything that this But uh, Houston is a legitimately good game. Anyway, the reason why he looked so impressive and surprised everybody is because there are two completely different offensive philosophies between Alabama and Correct. Oklahoma. Oklahoma is more of what they call air raid, which is basically throw... throw, it, See see that other side of the field, you know, like 70, 80 yards. Just <laughs> throw it there, and somebody will catch
0: see it. See what happens. Let's give it a
3: shot. <laughs> ncF you know, hey. has kind of a modified air raid, um, uh, but it's just kind of like uh, Uncle Rico. You know, I can throw <laughs> the ball over the mountains. <laughs> That's kind of it in a nutshell. Just throw the ball as far as you can and hope somebody catches it. <laughs> uh, Alabama, oh, on the other hand, is not so much. They... They very they're very balanced. They do a lot of the running game. Um, you know, they do a lot. They do a very high percentage play, and it obviously works for them. But it doesn't give it doesn't give the quarterbacks that flexibility to just just I guess you can say ball. Um, you know, just do their thing, show off their arm strength, uh, just chuck the ball downfield. So that's why he got so many, so many. Uh, stats, especially on the on the uh, passing yards, because he could just throw it all day and rack up those yards. And then since it's more of a pass oriented system, uh you're obviously gonna be passing more, so there's gonna be more opportunities to push for a touchdown than just running the thing in.
0: Okay. Yeah. So
3: I just find to a big contrast. Do you
1: did have one legit names who really transferred as starters? into the first starts with their teams. Jalen Hurts and then Kelly Bryant, who's now at Missouri, and right. his stat line was not as overly impressive. I think he went and I'll, I'll bring it up just to be, you know, instead of running my mouth, hot take Charles. Okay <laughs>
0: He's three, a Stephen A. Second, Smith of our
3: of our program
1: <laughs> not as not as snappy a dresser that man can lock down but give me a little bit more money and then him and i can have competition <laughs> but you know with kelly bryant and mind you here's the thing about kelly bryant and this is what i kind of bring up because these are two guys who got literally usurped by a new prospect these are guys who led you to championship Hello? granted kelly bryant was kind of between but um, you know, Bryant went 31 of 48 for 423 yards, two touchdowns and interception, and only had twenty yards rushing. Mm. So some would say that's more of a success to a degree. Mm. But it was very interesting, say at least compared to him and Jalen Hurts. Right. Uh, Just go, I think Mizzou has a very similar spread offense. I know Air Raid is a little bit different, but it's more
3: pass friendly compared to Houston. Definitely compared to Mizzou. Right. I think it also has to do with the coaching staff. Um, I mean, I, I think that, I, I don't know much about Mizzou, um, but their former head coach was Josh Heupel. Um... No, 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 I mean, excuse me. He, offensive coordinator was Josh Heifel. Um, And that's part of the reason why their quarterback, uh, I think it was Drew Locke? Uh, yes. He absolutely went insane with passing, thanks in no small part to Josh Heifel. Um Since they lost him, you know, they've kind of gone under the radar. So I think... Even though they have the same passing philosophy, it really, in that, in that case, comes down to coaching. Um, Oklahoma is a much bigger brand nationally than Missouri. Uh, so they kind of had the pick of the litter. And it was, I think they promoted from within once uh, Bob Spooks retired. So he trained him personally, coached him. So I don't know. I, I I'll have to look into that more, but I think that's where it comes down to—is just coaching. Sorry, I'm just like. All I know is I kind of out. Good, good. Now I know. I just
1: kind of now that we've seen Jalen kind kind of do something effectively. I kind of want that Destiny BCF Championship match of him getting his revenge against Bama. Tua uh, versus Jalen, you know, to the death. <laughs> like, uh, it's puns, who is the better quarterback?
3: Who's gonna suck in the pros? it's definitely possible um, unlikely uh, unless you, you see the thing is until Clemson loses they've got the number one spot um, until Alabama loses they've got the number two spot so you either have to see them coming at fourth Clemson, which I don't think Oklahoma could beat them but again I'm not a prognosticator. I don't like to, you know, do pick or whatever because I don't usually do that well. Um, so we'll see. It, but I agree, though. It would be very interesting to have the two teams face off. Who's the, who is the better quarterback? We'll see.
0: Okay. All right. So is that all from college football, guys? Anything else? Nothing more? I just want to play this clip of Uncle Rico real quick.
3: Uh, I'm good. But let's see Uncle Rico. I'm good. good.
0: <laughs> That's another clip from Napoleon. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> what the heck are you doing? i <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gosh. Man on the plane. So, it's on Netflix. Netflix is losing movies, man.
3: Yeah.
0: throw football over the mountains. Throw football over the mountains. Okay, enough of that before we get copyright struck. Uh <laughs> we probably will be. Um all right. So uh, anything nothing you guys uh so we talked about college football and we can go to the NFL, I guess. We still got Well, we got 15 minutes. So I could talk about the Dolphins tanking for 15 minutes. I don't know. Uh, people are making a big fuss over it now because, <laughs> well, now we've got the Marlins tanking and the Dolphins tanking. So things are, things are really going well right now. The Marlins got eliminated, by the way, <laughs> from the playoffs.
3: Go ahead. Do your thing.
0: Um, we got rid of our, uh, our long snapper of 15 years, which I'm sure a lot of people, a- it's a long time to be with one team. Hmm. Uh, but you know they got rid of him and say, hey, we're, we're getting rid of you. I don't know why. Don't he? It wasn't like he was doing a bad job. He's a long snapper, so uh, yeah. I I guess just to have something new, bring in something new for for the sake of it. uh hmm. Now we have Ryan Fitzpatrick who's going to start against the Ravens, and Josh Rosen doesn't have an offensive line. We tra- we traded one of only like. Three or four good guys we have on our team, and Larry uh away from from the Houston Texans, who gave us a bunch of picks. Uh, Dolphins are just stockpiling picks at this point, mm-hmm. so it's good in the fact that this is the first time they're actually doing this. I think when they were one fifteen with Cam Cameron back in two thousand and seven, I don't think they were doing that on purpose. <laughs> I think they were just, Cam Cameron was legitimately an awful coach, and the team was just awful. Uh, uh, Then they were expanding the playoff team with, yeah, I mean, they were just, the Dolphins were just awful, and um, and they had a lot of veterans on that team. I think Zach Thomas and Jason Taylor were still on that team. Um, Anyways, now the Dolphins are finally doing the thing. They are finally doing the tanking at this point, so I'm I'm okay with it. Don't go away, guys. You guys there? I'm here. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you guys almost went away from me on that one. Uh, Dolphins have been uh, the Marlins have been tanking for almost 162 games. They made it to September 1st before being eliminated. So, eh, but that might be more of a testament that the National League is just not that great whatever um anytime a 35 year old turned green is your qb you know that you're going to lose oh gosh darn it yeah that was that is true he That's,
1: didn't even play the whole season no man. he didn't he, didn't get, he got the, injured yeah he got injured uh.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah that yeah, got really bad that season dear lord then we got chad pennington the next season and made the playoffs for some reason um, well mainly because Tom Brady got injured for the whole season <laughs> in 2008 and the Patriots still almost won the division anyways the Dolphins are finally doing the thing I don't see anything wrong with it the NFL people are making a big deal I think Mike Greenberg had a big thing about um, that about stopping this this egregious tanking look egregious tanking has been happening forever it happened in the NHL if anybody, if you look on YouTube for, um, I don't know if it was TSN or Sportsnet. They did a freaking uh, a, a, a piece about the, the tanking that uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Jersey Devils, and a bunch of other teams were doing just to get Mario Lemieux. That was back in the early 80s. So it's something that's been happening for a long time. The 76ers, I think it mostly came to light because of what the 76ers did, where they, they literally told everybody... <laughs> We're going to be tanking. It's going to hurt. It's going to be bad. But you're just going to have to deal with it. The Houston Astros did it. And I think their owner, when, they bought, when he bought the team, actually told fans, we're going to be doing this tanking thing. Bear with us. It's going to suck for a while. But I promise you it's going to get better in the end. This is going to be better for us in the end.
3: In the end, it doesn't even matter.
0: Why do, you, why do you say that?
3: Try so hard.
0: Oh, okay. That's.
3: But you never know. I mean, kind of like what uh, Charles said. Raiders tank all the time, and are actually trying to win.
0: The process hasn't panned out, though. No, hasn't. Has yet to, to pan out. But I think, look, the Dolphins, they're doing okay. The easy part is the tanking. I think that's the easy part. The hard part is the scouting and the drafting and signing players uh, in free agency or trading for players that's the hard part really um the houston astros got did the great scouting they uh, well mainly because they they had um the guy from the st louis cardinals uh heading their program there and Lom- oh no not tony la Russa. he went to arizona um no, uh, I think the scouting director for the Cardinals or something like that went to Houston or something. And, uh, and then you had that issue where the Cardinals hacked the Astros or something like that. <laughs> and they actually had to give up a draft pick to the Astros because of it. But that's a whole other aside. Anyways, that's the hard part is the scouting and the drafting. And so the Dolphins need to get there. Now we have Chris Greer as a JM. Let's give him a chance. Stephen Ross has basically given him and Brian Flores the blessing to... blow it up and see what happens because nothing else has worked so far for the Dolphins Um, we'll see we'll see Um, but egregious tanking I'm all for it for the Marlins I'm all for it for the Dolphins the Panthers recently did it and now they finally (laughs) knock on wood I don't have any wood here but I think they might actually make the playoffs this year uh, they they have all the stuff to put it together.
3: Um, the so you Sixers... Gonna, you don't think they're going to tank for Tua or tank for Trevor? The,
0: the Dolphins? Oh, yeah, they're going to put it together. No, no, I was talking about the Panthers. I'm saying oh, the, the Dolphins Panthers. are doing this, although I don't know if I want Tua, to be honest. That's, that's a whole other conversation, but I don't know if I want him. I just don't feel good about it. Uh, Alabama quarterbacks haven't been great and he's prone to injury and things like that and i think i might want some guy like maybe from somebody like that i don't know but that's a whole other aside um but the dolphins are finally doing the thing and unlike i i don't know i don't think people can criticize them because um I'll criticize. For for making this decision, people are some people are angry. Oh, I bought season tickets and all this other stuff. Well, you bought season tickets. First off, why would you buy season tickets to the Dolphins? <laughs> That's one thing, because they always break your heart. But it is what it is. The Dolphins have tried everything so far. Nothing's worked. Their personnel is been given the green light to do it this way. Let's do it this way. I know that other teams have been able to rebuild on the fly and things like that, but uh, I'd just rather be... I'd like... Let's go with the three-win season and suffer that way and at least... At least then I'm not sitting here in week 15 and like (laughs) you know if the Dolphins win this game and if the Ravens lose and if the Steelers lose and if the Jaguars I'm not hoping five other teams lose in order for them to make the playoff in the wild scenario on week 17 where if everything goes right they might sneak in only to lose in the first round anyways I'm good with that so good on you Dolphins fans and Charles you're probably going to give us your retort on what yes yes go ahead dude all
1: right so i'm gonna break down three segments i know i'm shocked i'm actually doing bullet points here because i've been thinking about it knowing that this trade happened made me very comfortable to know that i can actually speak eloquently towards Mm -hmm. francisco's thoughts and concerns compared to everything else for those who are newer or don't recall i'm not really Tank happy because i don't believe it works i just think that it's Part of it's a, uh, a flash in the pan. Part of it is just, y- y- you meant it. Losing the easy part. The hard is drafting, and we look at the process, and everybody knows I don't like the process, because the process didn't pan out, well, all you have left is Joel Embiid and then Ben Simmons, and you just gave you know Ben Simmons a big contract. Can't- ben Simmons can't shoot. But Charles <laughs> is football, so let's talk football. You know, it, you, you kind of want to see a stoppage, because this is so blatant this point. First and foremost, you trade Tunzel, so you got first rounders out of him. That's good, right? You can know, that as it is. You trade Kenny Stills, we thing. We said it last week. That was happening. Because you don't want to disrupt an eye on your team because your owner has the right to vote for someone who is very popular amongst that community in the NFL. Get it, sure, whatever. Kenny Stills is probably a very happy man. He's going to go to a playoff team. Right. So good on him. Yeah. i'll leave my opinion to the side even though i think brian flores is a big kind of d-bag if you're gonna play the uh what the, the jay-z song eight times eight, a eight the jay-z songs
0: in a row yeah it's like oh you, you gotta Listen, learn how to, to defend, handle it
1: to defend kenny stills and this is what i'm gonna say you're a first year coach real coach because in remember in new england you don't get the title you're just like belichick's boy you're, you're his bag boy he knew what he can you know, Kenny Stills has paid his dues. You know, he's not a great, he's not a transcendent player. We're not going to remember him anytime soon. But at the end of the day, it's not like he's some 20-something, year, 22-year-old upstart. This is a guy is a little bit older in age. You, you got to know that it means something to him. And listen, I'm not, whether you agree with or not, I don't think you should embarrass somebody just because you have clout and you're swinging your big old D around <laughs> to anybody who's going to hit you. And that's what Flores kind of did. So you rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not an offense fan. And I be like, well, Brian Flores, at the end of the day, he's just a puppet coach anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. Bringing it back as I promise, a more concise bullet point thing. Uh, you know, tanking, it, it's... We can't say it's boarding because it's not like the lottery where you're getting it in the NBA. I got the number one pick. But you're almost not even trying, and who hurts is not the diehard fan base. You're hurting the casual fan base and the fans who actually just like to watch football. And, you know, Tennessee always kind of played against Miami. This is the first time that we're not playing in the regular season for, like, the last three years. But for those who like to watch something on CBS when they live in South Florida and they're not a Dolphins fan like me and that's all I got you're making me not like football you're gonna make me have to get the nfl well
0: i've always said that the dolphins have lost a generation of fans because of their mediocrity so i'm 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 I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice a season maybe even two if this just to see if this works out because nothing else has they've already lost the last generation of fans i
2: because
0: uh I i have family there's a, i know a bunch of uh i have a cousin who's got kids they're pittsburgh steelers and whatever other team's fans i mean they're not dolphins fans but they're born and raised here dolphins have been terrible dolphins have been mediocre they've lost a generation of fans that don't remember dan moreno don't remember don shula don't remember any of that crap don't remember jason taylor even at this point so uh, so give this a shot. We're not losing that many fans. People show up to the Dolphins games anyways. I don't know why. I, I the only Dolphins yeah. games I uh, the only Dolphins games I've I've been to in the last uh, 8 years, I think. I think or oh, I think 4 years ago I went to their home opener and they got blown out by the Buffalo Bills. So well, but that's family only family because the tickets fans
1: and the Dolphins. And that's only
0: because the tickets were given to us for free, so I'm not paying the Miami Dolphins. I've paid the Marlins, but i yet to, I'm not paying the Dolphins. So, just my feelings
1: on that. I don't know.
0: Call me so, a, a terrible here, fan my, or whatever. There, my, go ahead,
1: sorry. Here go. So, here's my third point to it. Is that Chris Greer has been in your management for, I don't know, it's like eight years, I believe. he he's doing scatting. He's part of the in the years of the GM. Now, if you want to tell me Mike Tenenbaum, if you want to tell me the woman that came before Tenenbaum, and then... The person before, uh, you know, that, the Tony Sprout names, these are names I'm not remembering because they're not important to me anymore. Right. But, you know, the line list of people, you know, had that final say led to it. But I think if you're still part of, of the machine that lets you all these mediocre picks that led to a rut success or a success, and you're going to put that and you're still contributed to it, into the, I don't think it works. You're basically creating yeah, a full fact. Hey, you're a guy, of It's all good and fine. All right, fine. fine, I, you know that they are just got all this, but a guy who has been responsible for at least giving some opinion towards it of who should be drafted: the Tannehills, the Tunzels, the Pounces, You know, and those are just your decent players, right? Mm-hmm. Compared to like your players that don't stick. And I'll give you a name that you're gonna hate me for: Ted Ginn Jr. Yeah, you know. So that's a concern. Now let me raise a better question to you. Because I have, I, I'll lead off with the answer to my question. I want to hear your guys' opinion. Okay. So if you can penalize tanking in football, how do you penalize tanking in football when you're so blatant? Because rumor, the view of football is that it's not really just your team; it's a collective team, right? Because it's got to benefit all the owners. And you know, if, if you can't sell those tickets, we're losing national money. And hey, we're the such and such team. We need to get some blood. Because my suggestion is docking a late round pick. You can't take away an upper one through five. It's where six or seven, but yet that creates issues because hey, my owner doesn't want to shed salary, but it's very different because Dolphins have cap space, if I remember correctly. Yes, they do. So they, they moved around a lot of people, and then they, you know, look, I'm not telling you, you're trying to sign big free agents. That's what NBA is about with their cap space, like, hey, I mean, the do Dolphins have
0: that. signed break free. I mean, they find freaking uh, Nandama King Sue and all. The Dolphins have thrown money at people this but...
1: year. Oh, okay. This year. Okay. Like that that they, they have a lot of caps with remember you can just strip off Tonsil and still got rid of Kiko so mind you, Kiko's a one hit one you guys love him so much for that one hit that he had Guy wasn't that's it. Kiko can't cover the door. Yeah, he just that doesn't like to
0: much. wear a shirt all the way, that's all. Yeah, that, that, that's a <laughs> smart
1: addition by subtraction right there. You know. And in fact if you couldn't trademark the name Kiko Killer after that hit, you're you're done guy. Sorry. Go enjoy New Orleans pal. Um, but you got what's the message because you know at the nfl they're so up the behinds of a lot of the team for how you should do with pd and of course the illicit drug that we don't talk about marijuana so why is this it <laughs> not a player to take care of your players which is that spoiler alert we're going to talk about later how are you going to protect uh you know these, these players who shifted around you know they just want to be in a winning culture too why can't they be the winning culture when, you know, you have an organization that doesn't want a winning culture, they just want to hope on future prospects. Maybe it's a CBA thing. We'll talk about that later.
0: Okay. Uh, well, those are our opinions. Um, I don't know if Andrew wants to throw anything in here, but after we're at the one-hour mark, so don't Switching know. time. Yeah? All right. Let's go to something a little more lighthearted, not as depressing as the Dolphins. yeah uh, so, word from our non-sponsors folks every week when we keep our schedule normally like that. but uh, We have people, places, things, concepts that we give a shout out to and thank and like and, 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 and are passionate about. So um, last week we had a very rousing recommendation for the KFC Cheetos Sandwich by Charles. Um, we don't, he didn't, he didn't hold anybody at gunpoint for the sandwich. Like someone did at Popeye's when they couldn't get the sandwich. But, um, anyways, uh, we learned that Rawlings actually makes baseball, uh, uh stuff other than baseball gloves from Andrew. And, uh, I talked about doom, which, uh, doom 64 is now going to come to the switch. So yay for me. Uh, so who wants to start this week?
3: Started last week.
0: Charles started last week because we need to find out a winner of the sandwich wars. Uh,
3: you start this week.
0: Me? Okay. Yes. Fine. I, I guess we. I guess we can like do it every whoever. So I guess Andrew will start first next time. All right. So you
3: just do like rotation.
0: Okay, we'll do a rotation then. So, um, anyways, uh, this week um, I'm gonna have to give it to a company that I use all the time now that I travel. Uh, I'm going to have to give it to Lyft. All right? So Lyft, not Uber. Not Uber. I don't use Uber. They tend to be a little more expensive than Lyft for some reason and every time I check. So I use Lyft. Uh, I use Lyft everywhere now when I go to travel, when I don't have to rent a car. Um, when I'm in Atlanta or uh, any any large city, really. Atlanta, Boston, Houston, Los Angeles, San Francisco. I use Lyft i think their prices are pretty reasonable i think they've the people i've i've never had a bad experience so far in a lift at this point so it's just a great way of getting around i don't have to use i'll tell you this i used a taxi last year getting home from the airport here in miami and i have to say i can see why they people hate them why they are dying in some cities it was a miserable experience. I I bear, I didn't have a, a, ton, a ton of cash on hand. They had this taxi cab had a freaking um, like a touchscreen thing with a credit card thing. Like, all right, I mean, I guess I could use my credit card here and it'd be nice and simple. They have an app. They even advertise the app. They have the it's called Curb, which apparently you can get a taxi using that app and it's supposed to be like Lyft, but nobody uses it. They don't even use it because when I got when I got to my location, the taxi driver, who uh, was very pissed off at me for some reason, was like, Yeah, uh, you're gonna have to pay this in cash. I'm like, well, You got the freaking machine here and all this other stuff. Uh, you wanna get your credit card info stolen? I guess. Yeah, I don't think I would trust the taxi cab with my credit card, huh? But at the very least, with the freaking app. Uh, anyways, uh, I scrounged off enough cash in my wallet to give to the guy, and I was like, I'm never using a taxi cab ever again, ever, 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 ever. Uh, my, non- my anti-non-sponsors are all taxi cab companies. I like the show Taxi, that show that came out like in the late 70s, early 80s. That was a fine show. Danny DeVito was in there. Um, but uh, taxi cabs are no longer a fun show with Danny DeVito on there, okay? Now, if, if it's just awful. Taxi cabs are awful, and that's why I like Lyft, and that's why they're my non-sponsor. And the promo code is "Taxis Need to Die." Okay, I'm I'm killing an industry today. Who's next? Uh, I can't think of anything. You can't. Oh gosh, you were not—you were not prepared for this, were you? Okay, fine. Okay, Charles, do you have one? Maybe Andrew can scrounge one up while you're. Well, you got yours going on. Sea rolls are you there? Senor Charles? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now, dude. All right. All
1: right. I got so excited that I knocked out my headset. <laughs> um, so, you know, Hurricane Dorian occurred yeah. in Florida. Dev's saying the Bahamas, are, I really hope the Red Cross doesn't kind of use our money. People are going to be donating for their own endeavors. Because, you know, I don't necessarily trust profits, but that's neither here nor there. You know, because God knows there's always something, some kind of information. Mm. ladies and gentlemen, as you can tell, we're not dead. This is not coming from the beyond or not any kind of peri-utilitarian or paranormal kind of space. But what it allowed me to do is have an additional couple of days off in addition to our Labor Day weekend, which I've been a little bit of the paranormal and spooky because I spent my time during the holiday playing on my PlayStation 4 controlled by Remedy Games. Guys, I like some games. Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. What 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 what'd you what did you get? Control. Okay, go ahead.
1: So, you know, I like a lot of Remini games. I made One, they made Max Two, they were known for bullet time. Really? Um, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, written by Sam Lake and them. I didn't I played a little bit of Alan Lee, which was on the three sixty when they contracted by Microsoft. I didn't play Quantum Break at all because I don't have an Xbox One because they couldn't sell me on it. But when I, my friend told me about it at work, he's like, oh, you know, it's basically like Max Payne with some paranormal stuff. I'm like, I'm kind of in. I played Block Melee over the weekend. That's my side sponsor right there. Good game go play. I got it for five bucks. So you should definitely do it, too. But controller just has this this unique vision, this atmosphere. It's tense. It, it's so cool. Guys, it reminds me of PsyOps, the PS2 game where I can shoot things, but also use mm-hmm. like power kinetic powers. I was tossing slabs of concrete, chairs, dead bodies at opposing enemies. A little bit of backstory, because I don't want to get too spoilery, but you have your main character, who is um, Jesse Faden, getting you know into this Bureau of Control, and then she finds herself in a position of leadership, and then the rest is kind of crazy. I won't go down. Guys, it's kind of like X-Files meets Twin Peaks meets a shooter, and I'm about it. I. Dig it. It's freaking sweet. There are some technical hiccups. Hopefully, you know, Remedy is going to work on some patches because it kind of takes away from it. But I'm having a stellar time. I probably got in like six hours of gaming towards it, which is a lot for me because as Francisco can attest to, it's very hard to play video games as an attorney. But you guys, I think if it caps that one six landing about halfway through, I'll probably give it like eight and a half hour nine. I bought it like Friday. I got it for free because I have gift cards. But it's one of those games where I probably pay 40 bucks for it, and I'm enjoying it. So if you don't have it now, get it on your red box. Wait till Black Friday. Just have fun. Just support it because you kind of want a sequel. So spend your money. So my is gonna be you know, Control. You get on the PS4, PC, or the Xbox One. Promo code Paranormal.
0: Okay. All righty. Cool. Oh, by the all way, right. we're getting Overwatch on the on the Switch too. That's that's oh, another thing. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Andrew. Go ahead. It's
3: all right. Uh, my non-sponsor is Netflix. <laughs>
0: okay. Alrighty.
3: righty I don't know if we've done Netflix before. I right? don't think
0: we have. So go ahead.
3: Uh, Netflix. I am um, a big Star Trek fan, especially Next Generation. Um, and I've watched the whole series once, but this summer I was I was thinking to myself, you know what? I'd like to watch Star Trek again because I really like that show. It it inspires me. It gives me some hope for the world. Um, <laughs> so, As,
0: just follow, Picard, the, just follow exactly. the Prime Directive. Just follow the Prime Directive.
3: Exactly. Um, and yes, I do have CBS All Access. I had it before, but I'm definitely keeping it because of Picard. Um, so... They have, uh, they have Next Generation on Netflix, along with I think the original series. They have pretty much all the the TV series on there, as far as I know. Uh, But I've just been rewatching through Next Generation, so I guess that's my my side or co non sponsor of the week is uh, CBS uh, for Star Trek. And then Netflix for posting it on on their platform. So, yeah, that's pretty short and sweet on my part. Um, promo code uh, engage. Engage. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. And that's uh, by the way, the next generation. That's where all your um, uh, Patrick Stewart memes come from, right. uh, <laughs> with especially the one with him uh, face palming. <laughs> all right okay that was that was actually a quick non-sponsor segment actually That was very very fast compared to last week but all right I dig it Netflix already uh, All right guys uh, I want to get to one of our uh, one that we don't really use very often but it's it's one that I, I, I like to talk about called let's Hall y'all <laughs> where I talk about where we look up a Hall of Famer uh remember the hall of famers we got to you know revere them and 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 cherish them because they are the greatest of all players so my hall of famer that i looked up randomly is grant fuhrer and uh andrew's gonna like this because grant fuhrer is of course a fully yes and most famously for
3: uh well depends on who you ask but either the oilers or the blues
0: Okay, but most likely the Oilers. <laughs> uh, he was part. Well, he,
3: was, he was on the blues when I was growing up. Right. So that's where I first knew him, but he, he definitely was more famous for the Oilers.
0: Right, exactly. So Grant Fuhrer was the backstop for the Dynasty Edmonton Oilers, uh, Gretzky era, Messier era. Um, he was born September. Oh, he was born in September. Oh, wow, that was, that's a nice thing. He was born in Spruce Grove, Alberta. Yeah. Drafted by the Edmonton Oilers, and uh, he was a Hall of, He be, he got he became inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame in two thousand and three. Uh, just four hundred and three wins. Freaking twenty five. I mean, this guy. I'll tell you this. He he played to his era Mm -hmm. he played to his era most famously known for his glove work uh roberto luongo uh that that was actually his favorite player growing up and roberto Luongo wanted to be him and most most notably he wanted to replicate grant Fuhrer's glove uh, because that man could catch anything from anywhere so uh, that was what roberto Luongo focused on he played Ten seasons with the Edmonton Oilers, four with the St. Louis Blues, and then three in Buffalo, two in Toronto, and a stint in L.A. and, and the Calgary Flames, which is kind of almost blasphemy, if you would say, you would think, right? Him him playing on the Flames of all teams. That's like uh, – I can't even compare it to anybody else. It would be – it would be like David Ortiz playing for the New York Yankees. Could you imagine that? That's – ooh. I mean,
3: Johnny Damon did it. Yeah,
0: but – You know,
3: Johnny Damon was not David Ortiz.
0: Exactly. That's
3: that's an argument
1: for a different day. mm, Yeah.
0: Okay. But all right. Anyways,
1: I mean, not talent wise, of course. Right. Okay.
0: So, uh, he won the Vesna Trophy in 1988. Vesna Trophy, if anybody does not know, is the goalie of the year award. Uh, Basically, goalies are kind of akin to pitchers in baseball, so kind of like the Cy Young of hockey. Uh, four-time Stanley Cup winner, two-time All-Star, and he won the 1993-94 William M. Jennings Trophy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, and it's that goals w-
3: against average, right?
0: No, actually, the well, it's the combined. I think it's the combined GAA. Yeah, goals against average for a team. So it can be two, two. You know, the goalie and their backup, uh, the mm-hmm. starting goalie and the backup goalie can win it together. So the William M. Jennings Trophy can be uh, like Roberto Longo won it with um, Corey Schneider, I think. And so it's a it's a dual award, I would say. Uh, anyways, I don't know how much more I could say about this guy. I mean, he's, he's he's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. He was part of a dynasty of all of all things. Don't know what else to say. He's Grant Fuhrer.
3: I do want to add that he's one of very one of the very small number of left-handed goaltenders
0: ah yes (laughs) that's actually very significant actually that's actually incredibly significant and he has a twitter account at grant fewer if you want to follow him.
3: (laughs) i mean it obviously doesn't affect his goaltending style uh but it's just interesting another very famous one is tom barrasso
0: right right for the penguins Mm -hmm. correct um, anyways, I, want, I don't know, before I go off from this one, I wanted to see if the website shows up as it did on my... Okay, no, it shows up a lot better here than it did on my phone. You see, the Hockey Hall of Fame website looked like it was, it was made in 1999 on my phone. While it looks like it was made in 2009 here on, on the computer screen. Anyways, and they got a, a Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky exhibit going on right now. And, oh gosh, Team Sundin versus Team Lynch. It's okay. The Hockey Hall of Fame is in Toronto, anybody, if anybody wants to go there. Uh, anyways, that's Let's Haul, y'all. That's my little segment there. If anybody wants to look up any Hall of Famers, I can look them up right now. But if we want, we can move on to another segment. No?
3: I guess we can move on.
0: All righty. So, um, uh, I don't know if anybody has a Gottlieb Goon, but last week, Charles uh, created a new segment for us called Gottlieb's Goons. I don't really have anybody. I mean, you did mention Antonio Brown, which he could be a perennial <laughs> uh, uh, member. He could be a, a, a Gottlieb Goon Hall of Famer, if you will, <laughs> with uh, his antics. Well, but well, so we could I mean, we could Stop. show it up. Okay, yeah, I've created... Terrible. I I just wanted to show you guys the graphic. There's Gottlieb's Goons. That little silhouette figure right there is actually Doug Gottlieb's head looking kind of like the colonel, like a spooky colonel, if you will. Um, It's actually one of the worst photos that I could find of him, and I just made a silhouette that kind of went in our our, uh, graphical style there. So this is the Gottlieb's Goons segment of the show. Uh, I don't know if anybody wants to look up anybody that said something stupid, I'm, but
1: I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a stab at all it right. Go ahead, around, so, Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, viewers of all ages, considering the fact that this was just only created, we're gonna fall in love with it really quickly. We're not gonna kill it. We're we're gonna keep it going for a little bit. I know we mentioned last week about you know we were aiming for kind of sports analysts, but listen. In theory, all sports players of any sport can be an analyst, and really it's just they're acting like goons instead of goofs. If you're sports goops, you're cool. If you're sports goons, you're not. You get on the Gottelibs goon segment, <laughs> and for our Gottelibs goon from my end, it is Antonio Brown. Full disclaimer, I know it's just easy. It's like shooting fish in a barrel or just catching it with a net. I like Antonio Brown. He's a nice guy. He's kind of falling off the radar. Of, you know, sanity and now has been on the radar of kinda of like, what's going on, dude? Because for like the first two thirds of your professional career, you were quiet, yep. you're quiet. Yeah. Now you kinda of psycho. And I won't even say it's psycho. Maybe it's offended, maybe it's impassioned, maybe it's passionate. But you kinda of be in a goon, and he's a goon for what he's kinda of said today. So Mike Mayock the GM, has fined him fifty-four thousand dollars for missing time during training camp. Mike's a lot a- of time a lot of time a lot of time my part of it was for injury he did have that cryogenic incident that let his feet burn it's kind of hard for a sport where you're not sitting and playing video games esports looking at you you know <laughs> to be on the field running doing any kind of cuts movements you're gonna rub your feet off i kind of get it but then there was the helmet issue which to this day i, I don't even know I, i'm not even gonna comment on it i don't wear helmets i barely wear hats sorry but so they find the 54,000. So what makes him a goon is just his response that, you know, he's a social media fanatic now. And I was okay with kind of being petty towards Offelberg in and the Steelers organization because I love, love petty players. I think actually that's confess how nothing will make you try harder than shame and humiliation, you guys, in a sport or even a post-conference. And that's what we're going to tell you about. Why? How do we know? We got Russell Westbrook when he divorced or when he was divorced from. You know Kevin Durant. You got Petty Russ, and it was the best kind of Russ. Jilted Lover Russ is my favorite Russell. I don't know <laughs> about this Russell at Houston because now he's just going out with the friend that they really shouldn't be dating, but they still should stay friends. But it's gonna be bad with James Harden. That's another very different day. But Antonio Brown putting on, I think, his Instagram, whatever, saying when your own team. And this is all caps, mind you. So I guess I'm just new with the social media. So please forgive my age self. but I guess when everything's in all caps, that means he's shouting. Is that is that true, gentlemen? I'm guessing so. But he's going saying when your own team wants to hate but there's no stopping me now devil is a lie there should probably be a comma somewhere i'm very proud of him for putting their theirs as in there is as opposed to misspelling it like i did earlier <laughs> everyone gotta pay this year so we clear but why so you're kind of a goon just for not using the proper kind of english syntax and grammar <laughs> but this, this team anyone who took a chance on you they're paying you money And mind you, Gruden's just not good with personality. And you got somebody who's like the most personality. And this is Mike Mayock's first year. I feel like this kind of behavior is going to kind of leave a pressure fold that causes a fissure and leads to some bad results. Because two, three things are gonna happen. He's gonna show up, he's gonna play great. The Raiders are gonna be contenders for the AFC West, doubtful, but whatever. The other thing that's gonna happen is that they're gonna trade you mid-season to either a playoff caliber team who really will deal with it, New England, just because they want to get some success, or gonna be damned to a terrible effing team that's just gonna eat your contract because it got the cap space because what the Raiders are going to give them as a draft pick is worth the salary, a la what, they, what the Houston Texans did for Brock Tyler to get him out, sending a second round pick to Cleveland. You are an excellent player. You were going to the Hall of Fame. There I said it. But you're being a kind of goon. Just keep your mouth quiet and let your performance show. And then when you get the touchdowns, talk some smash. Talk some trash, pal. But you're kind of being a goon because everyone got to pay this year so we clear. I mean, I already got the memo. I thought the whole thing was you're going to show us that you're worth your dollars and values. I thought this whole season was about giving the middle finger to Ben Roethlisberger. I want you to succeed. I don't really like Big Ben. Come
0: on, Antonio. Stop being a good. One. Okay. <laughs> That's kinda like a, like an editorial segment at the end of like a like god. Okay, alright. So uh, Antonio Brown, just you know, don't don't let us see don't let us see you on this segment again, alright? <laughs> alright. If you want to sponsor us, by the way. We're, buy a jersey we're we're at patreon.com slash sportsgoose, if you you know Antonio Brown, just you know, we, yeah, I know you paid. You just paid fifty-four thousand dollars. We're not asking for much. Just give what you can. Just give what you can. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll look for the helmets for you. We'll look for all the helmets that you used to have. We'll look. We'll scour the whole country with the money that you give us, and we'll 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 create a giant collection of those helmets for you.
3: All right. Plus a finders fee on top of that.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. And, of course, uh, we have to be reimbursed for any expenses. But, okay, anyways, that's the end of that. Uh, and another segment that I wanted to get out of the way because I'm, we're on a roll with this right now, and it's better know a minor league team. So, as as you all know, there's a ton, ton of minor league teams from every league, Uh pfft. Baseball, especially, there's like four billion of them for all thirty teams. So this one, uh, we just rest in peace, baby cakes. Hey, Freddie! Freddie's here, by the way. Freddie, he's the uh, the creator of a thing called Fred Rank, which I I think uh, we might be discussing today. Uh, I'd like
3: to slide it in if we can. Right,
0: we can we can discuss it after better know a minor league team. So we are doing the Erie SeaWolves. All right, the Erie Sea Wolves, everybody, buckle up. Let's see if they have a Wikipedia page, because uh, if they don't, that would be very difficult for us to talk about them. But here it is. All right, the Erie Sea Wolves. <laughs> Did I just read this correctly? Their their mascot, I think, is his his their mascot's name is Sea Wolf, like letter C. Dot, and then Wolf. So that's actually very clever. Uh, They play in the Eastern League. They play in the Western Division of the Eastern League. They are currently a double-A team since 1999. They play in Erie, Pennsylvania. They were founded in 1995. They are currently the minor league affiliate of the Detroit Tigers, which means they're going to be getting a very high draft pick because the Tigers are the worst team in baseball right now. Uh, Actually, if I look on our very handy website, if none of you have seen it, the Dolphins are going to use it very, very often this year. It's called Tankathon.com. The Detroit Tigers currently have a a four-and-a-half game lead over the Baltimore Orioles for the worst record in baseball. If they win this, they will get the number one pick in the 2020 MLB Draft. The marlins are eight and a half games back so the marlins are gonna have to do some really serious tanking here if they're gonna catch up to the tigers but the tigers are at 96 losses i think they're they're really giving this tanking a run for for its money and the tigers no tanking they had i think the worst record in american league history back in 2003. all right uh that's an aside there the Erie seawolves they used to be the affiliate for the anaheim angels in 99-2000 and before that, the Pittsburgh Pirates. They've won four division titles. I don't think they've yet to w- win a double A championship. And uh, they play at UPMC Park. Don't know what UPMC is, uh, but maybe Andrew will look I think it up. It's Probably a bank uh, it's, or, uh, or university. Pittsburgh
3: Medical Center, I
0: think. Okay, alrighty.
3: University of Pittsburgh Medical Center.
0: Uh, they which was uh, which holds about six thousand fans. Uh, anyways, let's go back to the Sea Wolves and look at their. Uh, they've retired two numbers: Jackie Robinson, which does not need much explanation, and jams and Sam Jeff, Jethro. Uh, I'm looking for their notable alumni, if they have a list of them. Do they have a little notable alumni? Uh, I don't see a list of notable alumni That's actually pretty sad. Unless they don't have any notable alumni, but they've been the they've been the Tigers affiliate for such a long time, I would assume there'd be a ton of Detroit Tigers, especially during their their actual good era. Uh, back between 06 and 2014. Mm. Regular season, da ba ba ba. Nope. You know what? I'm not even gonna bother. That's the URC Wolves. We're done. <laughs> uh, so he's the John Cena of mascots. <laughs> All right. Anything else, guys?
3: Uh, from the mile minor-
0: No, no, no. Just any other. And we're moving on here uh andrew you did want to mention fred here now that he's actually yes, joined the show so go ahead all
3: right freddie take it away uh, i don't know what you want to cover but i think you said you have cfl going um mm. i know that he's had cfl going this whole year Nigh fred take the wheel it dropped 27 points very nice 27 spots very good. Very, very good. <laughs> Excellent.
0: It sounds like you're tinting your fingers while you're saying that.
3: I actually was. <laughs> I, I really was.
0: <laughs> Mr. Burns style. Alright. So, uh, but can you explain the Fred rank while we're while, while, while waiting his, his manifesto?
3: I mean, I don't know the methodology he uses. Mm-hmm. I know that he has what's called pure fred rank or what i call pure fred rank uh-huh. um which is just his proprietary blend or whatever he uses to rank but then he also has one where he uh where he mixes in other polls to kind of create a uh, more rounded i guess i don't know what you would call it um, but I think Fred Rank by itself is a great polling system. I think, honestly, I think it's better than some of the quote unquote professional ones.
0: Alrighty. So, so I've like got. I, said,
3: I don't know his, I've got his methodology he I've used. I've got his
0: website up right now. So we've got uh, the week 11 CFL ratings. And the preseason college football one, but I'm, I'm assuming he's working on the week one uh, aftermath, especially now the AP poll is already out. right? Um, so, oh, let's see the explanation here for post-week one of the exclusive reveal. Oh, exclusive reveal. Okay, hold on one second. Let me actually look that up. see if i can copy and paste that onto this so
3: and he does all levels of football he does nfl cfl uh fbs and fcs uh fcs college football uh for the two seconds it was a league he did aaf Uh, i believe he's going to be starting the xfl next season uh so and it's like i said it's a very very good System
0: and it's
3: pretty accurate. Mhm. Yeah. All
0: right. It's gonna pop up real quick. The oh gosh. is reveal. Dear Lord, it is long. I gotta zoom in on this. Actually, that is very, very large. She covers um,
3: all 130 teams.
0: Dear Lord. Okay. Uh, let me find a way to uh, to get this on on here real quick. Actually let me go to discord because that's where he actually posted it and i will download the image and then post it on the screen and have it scrolling down technology folks uh meanwhile uh people can talk amongst themselves in the background Uh, any other topics while we wait for this
1: um i'll i'll steal a moment just to kind of wrap in the background going from there Maybe uh-huh. I'll get a little bit of intrigue coming in. So, for those who don't know, I also like boxing. I've always kind of contemplated kind of trying to see some kind of comedy coming into it. And, you know, I, that, MMA, things of that nature. So, my process, and this one already got, what does it take to get a casual into any kind of, you know, martial arts or boxing or anything. Years ago, you can just go to a local hell house, kind of go from there. Now, watch fights. Now, I can just get like ESPN plus and just watch some boxing fights on them and go ahead and fight. She you
2: know, sure really had one.
1: But I just can't get motivated to convince myself to pay $6 to see something that I like often. And I wonder if you guys ever had to bring it all together. So I wonder if you guys ever had a sport that you used to be supportive of and then you just kind of lost that lack of that lack or that passion for i think part of it is because the classes in the divisions aren't as competitive they used to especially the heavyweight divisions but food for thought for you guys to think of now or in the future as freddy's getting a sports
0: all that i used to be very supportive of and now just kind of fell out of it in a way
1: yeah the, the, the proverbial meh uh
0: sensation. nfl football <laughs> <laughs> the dolphins have pretty much Sh- killed shots, shots. Shots fired. You're
1: passionate because you're passionate for the tanking, though.
0: I- I'm passionate. Well, I- like from a- I used to be very hardcore. Where I would know every single guy on the team and things like that. But as the years have gone on, I've realized that why am I wasting my time with this? Like. <laughs> Uh, And that's kind of when I started liking hockey at the same time, so I became full-on into NHL, which uh, worked out for me because of, um, well, I started getting into the world of Actual hockey like actually rubbing elbows with people involved in the sport. The Dolphins never gave me that Alright Steven Ross by the way if you want to be a sponsor of Sports Goose patreon.com sports goofs I'll tell you we'll we'll throw a gala for you. We'll throw a gala for you. All right, we could throw galas All right, we'll host it at the the Holiday Inn Convention Center here in Miami <laughs> We won't charge $200,000 a plate, but you know we'll get some KFC cheeto sandwiches in there for everybody all right uh yeah. all right so home. we actually have it on the screen here so we can talk about this and take it away freddy and this is this is the fred rank and this wow this is very comprehensive wow he even has his bowl prediction all right bowl prediction final regular seasons okay so we are We are in the thick of this. So number one is Clemson.
3: And then he just briefly mentioned, um, so Fred Rank is 20 different measures. I'm looking to see what measure means. Um, And then 17 17 is 20. Wait, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's, I feel like college football analysts plagiarize from Freddy. (laughs) (laughs) They would be lucky to. I, Like I said, I really like foot rank.
0: And for those of you watching, it's scrolling. It's scrolling very slowly so we can talk about it, cause, uh, but it is scrolling. So you can see all the teams ranked from there.
3: Let me see what you're looking at. Um,
0: Clemson has gone away. Now we're at Alabama. Then following is Georgia at number three, Oklahoma, Ohio State. So it's going there, but so, yeah, go ahead.
3: I mean, so far, I mean, it's it's pretty on point. Um, you know, it's interesting. You'll get to it in a second, but, um, you know, Michigan's going to be facing UCF in the Cotton Bowl, um, which means that um, looking at, and I love that he also predicts what the final uh, record will be. Um, so he has UCF and Memphis in – conference championship game, which would be amazing, that would be, uh, would be three straight years they would play each other in the, in the championship game. Um, I'm still kind of surprised that Florida is so high, but you know, they started off at, eight, at least in the, or what he, let's see, we had them in the preseason.
0: I actually move this a little faster. Of you
3: know, a couple of miles faster.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's going like, it's going about the speed that Dorian was going. Actually, gosh, dear Lord, that hurricane was awful.
3: Yeah. So he dropped them. He dropped them a spot, which I is two spots actually. So that's that's fair. Um.
0: This is actually very. Fairly reminiscent to the AP poll, but in uh, of course using his metrics.
3: Right. I mean he he's he's really really good. I I, I keep can't say it enough. Uh, where are we right now in terms of teams?
0: Washington, Florida, Auburn, Texas A&M, Utah. Penn. Well, this is me on my screen now. Of course, you're going to see with a bit of a delay, right? Compared to what I have.
3: Uh, but they're coming up now. I like that he has UCF ahead of Wisconsin. Um, you know, we won, so it's kind of interesting that they would, that the AP voters would jump them ahead of us, but I digress. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, so far there's not really any teams that I can, that I disagree with in, in his poll. Like he doesn't have Nebraska in there,
0: which is fantastic. Yeah, my brother in law would like that Mississippi State is there at twenty five. So, um, there's the Red Box Bowl. Dear Lord. Yes,
3: it's, uh, I, I
0: think it's... He's got the Sun Bowl for Stanford. I'm surprised he didn't put Tony the Tiger there. I, I just because I wanted to see Tony the Tiger.
3: <laughs> I don't think it would fit there. The Red Box Bowl used to be the San Francisco Bowl. It used to be Foster Farms Bowl, which was the Fight Hunger Bowl, which was the Animal Bowl, which was the San Francisco Bowl. Oh, gosh. Uh.
0: <laughs> this is why, like, if the Seminoles don't make any of the, you know, the hist- you know, historical bowl games, um, the big ones, I really don't care, <laughs> to be honest. All right, the Beefle Brady's Bowl, the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl, the, what was it, the Tax Slayer Bowl? God, that was awful. Oh, I think we should. You know what'd be a fun thing to do? One, one, one episode. We should have a, a tier list of stadium names or a tier list of of bowl bowl game names. You know. I'd
3: be down for that.
0: Yeah. We, we collect all of them for this year and be like, this is the tier list. Because everybody's making tier lists. Um, all righty. Miami's... Wow, he
3: has Nebraska really far down. That's... Yeah,
0: he's got Miami ahead of them, one spot. Yay. So they're at 31. Well,
3: he, they took the 11th place team to the brink, so it makes sense.
0: Florida State is at 41, and, and they're, he's got them playing in the Sun Bowl against Stanford which uh, we'll probably get killed <laughs> but I could use a trip to El Paso <laughs> okay um, I will stay dropped all the way out of the bowl picture uh, well they should they should they shouldn't even yeah they shouldn't I mean gosh like all right So that was, uh, it's, it's very comprehensive. Very, very yeah, comprehensive.
3: FPB here for the rest of the episode to cover the other teams. Yeah. So I mean, I just we could go through and, and...
0: We can have it scrolling in the background. to uh, if anything strikes at you, you can mention it, you know?
3: Um, is there anything else would like to add? You're the, you're the master of the bowl. So, I'd like to see what you have to say about this.
0: Well, whilst uh, he thinks of something, we'll look at the baseball scores right now. The Tigers are actually winning, so that actually helps our taking efforts here in Miami. And they're winning over the Royals, which doesn't help our taking efforts because the Royals are also tanking. The Mets actually won today, 8-4. to They actually made sure that they won. Oh, we were going to oh, mention the New on. York Mets. Oh, Charles.
3: I have to. I have to. I want to tell him.
0: The Yankees are winning 4 nothing, by the way, Charles. So Yay. There you go.
3: How are the Rays doing?
0: Uh, the Rays. I don't see the score on our score crawl, but I can look it up because I have the MOB app open right now. And uh, uh, unless they're not playing tonight. No, they're not playing today.
3: Okay. They're not playing so, today. Uh, Senor Charles. Uh, so what happened was the the Mets were playing the Nationals in Washington last night. Um, the Mets had a ten to four lead in the bottom of the ninth. I looked it up. The Mets have never lost a game when they were up by six or more runs in the bottom of the ninth the national flag never number one game when they were down six plus five in the bottom of the night mm-hmm. they walked they gave up seven runs in the bottom of the night
0: <laughs> <laughs> <There again>. ah.
3: <laughs> and i there's oh, no. actually a fantastic statistic let me see if i can find it um
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the game recap right now, but um Here
3: you go. <laughs> go. ahead. So, the Mets, when leading by six-plus runs in the ninth inning or later, uh, their record before last night was 806 to zero. They had played 106 games where they were ahead by six or more runs in the bottom in the ninth inning or later. <laughs> They had won every single one of them conversely the national slash expos had played 775 games when trailing by six or more runs in the ninth inning or later they had lost every single one of them that changed <laughs> last night Man, I mean,
1: that, that's such a that's such a needed win game for the Mets because they're that's basically a death blow this stage in the game yeah. they're chasing the Nationals for the wild card spot
3: right and then add to that in this season the 2019 season there have been 274 games
0: Mm -hmm.
3: when a team was leading by six or more runs in the bottom of the ninth all 274 games were wins for the team ahead
0: well 275 did not come
1: exactly who is to say that baseball can't be dramatic
0: I mean this is one of those like they were discussing having a mercy rule. If if there was a mercy rule, I, stuff I mean like this doesn't happen. Exactly. These miraculous things are uh, that I think the Indians against the Mariners in like 2001 I think, that,
1: the
0: Yankees against the Indians was like 15-3 I think. a week ago Yeah, so it um and urinating tree Posted a video actually because I think he was doing, uh, he was, he doing, was
3: doing his his uh, podcast dumpster fire
0: yeah live stream with um with uh, five points vids who is a New York Mets fan unfortunately and a
3: New York Giants fan
0: right so he's he's having oodles of fun uh, at least the Mets are in it but um excellent as he called it excellent Metsing the Mets Mets themselves uh.
3: Oh, here's something interesting. So, Freddie has FIU going to the Bahamas Bowl
0: again. Oh. Ooh. Uh, well. uh, Well,
3: it looks like he has them losing the Bahamas Bowl.
0: Yeah, we'll see if, um, and we'll see what happens with the Bahamas. We still don't know the, uh, toll of that, so. Well,
3: a bad point, but a good point. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know, I understand. I mean, they could always move the game to Marlins Park or something, which has hosted a bowl
3: game. Um, did for a couple of years, and then they moved it to Frisco. Oh, well. The DXL Bowl, remember that?
0: Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so um, continuing on, let's see. Other scores here, the Minnesota Twins um, are facing the Boston Red Sox. Red Sox are winning 4 nothing. Giants 4-2 over the Cardinals right now. White Sox losing 6-2 to the Indians. The Marlins are tied 3-3 with the Pirates. I don't know how that's happening. Uh, Well, the Pirates are awful uh, as well. They're just not as awful as the Marlins. The Phillies are losing 5-6 against the Reds. The Phillies also need that game very badly. Uh, Baseball playoff race is getting interesting now. Teams are getting eliminated. The bad teams are are getting knocked out. The Blue Jays, Royals, Orioles, Marlins, uh, the Mariners are about to get knocked out. The uh, the New York Yankees still holding their lead over the Rays by a lot. Looks like if they you know coast from here on, they'll they'll win the division. Uh, still, I think one game ahead of the Houston Astros for the best record in. Um, in the american league and they are tied with the loss actually they're probably like a half game ahead of the dodgers for the best record in baseball which is going to matter because uh they could have home field in the world series if that happens uh the Astros leading by a ton in the west they're gonna cruise for that one uh the minnesota twins are getting hot at the right time they are now six games ahead of the i think they're six games ahead let me see uh they are actually six and a half games ahead of the cleveland indians who are kind of five and five in the last ten the twins are nine and one twins are getting hot at the right time trying to seal that division still got a month to go though still a lot of time the wild cards the rays leading the first wild card right now by a game over the how is that a game over the houston astros I think because they've played more games, but uh, but over over the Oakland A's. Sorry, the A's are currently tied with the Cleveland Indians for that second wild card spot, and the Boston Red Sox are giving one last push to to get into this playoff picture right now. They they would be in the picture if they were in the National League. Uh, speaking of the National League and. Um, Uh, let's see, hold on, I'm looking at the comments here from Freddy. Uh, strength, oh, he's talking about his, 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 um, his way of, of measuring his, his Fred rank there. I, I really like this. This is, I like how it's scrolling along as well. And you get every team, every single team is there. Um, all right, sorry, continuing on. Uh, the Atlanta Braves... Are getting hot at the right time as well look like the Nationals were pushing in that division but the Braves have gotten hot and the Nationals and have gotten hot as well so but the Braves have kept their their seven game lead now over the Nationals still a month left somebody could choke away but the Cardinals have also gotten hot at the right time uh, leading the central division not by much the car the Cubs are hanging in there Three games back, the the Los Angeles Dodgers winning the division by a ton. I think they've wrapped it up at this point. No, actually, the magic number is five for that for for that division. The Phillies, two and a half games back of the Cubs for the second wild card spot. Nationals are in the first one, three games ahead. Arizona Diamondbacks hanging in there, getting hot at the right time as well. Three and a half games back. The Milwaukee Brewers are four games back, but I think they're a pretender. Christian Yelich is an asshole. Uh, the New York Mets <laughs> <laughs> that
3: came out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he is. He's a dick. Um, the New York Mets. Please,
3: please sponsor us, <laughs> Christian Yelich. Forget what he says. Get
0: your naked body out of my face. Uh, he was on those Sports Illustrated. Had, for anyone <laughs> ESPN that doesn't know actually.
3: why he brought that up, it's because ESPN did its. Uh, Annual body issue, and he was one of the people.
0: Yeah, so uh, it looked like his head was photoshopped onto that body. By the way, um, it just doesn't match the rest of it. But not that I was paying too much attention to it. Now, not that there's anything wrong with that. Okay, sorry. New York Mets, four and a half games back of the wild card, but they are they are not doing well right now. Four and six in their last ten, and uh, that was a pretty big blow to them that loss. But they won today, so uh who knows um who knows what's what's going to happen uh, that the the Mets had a chance of blowing it up this year and getting draft picks and stuff but they're going for it much to everyone else's uh i don't know uh thoughts you know it, it looked like <laughs> Naked Philly online, (laughs) naked Yelich. Oh uh, gosh, the
3: Philadelphia Eagles offensive line was also part of the body issue. (laughs) Yes.
0: Uh, We're not going to show that, by the way, Uh, for those who actually watch this. Yeah. Um, But we uh, we're on Google. I think I I just posted us to get approved by Google for their podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, by the way. If you have a an iPhone or iPad or a Mac. Um, I don't even think you need a Mac to listen to us on there. Just iTunes in general. Uh, all right. Uh, that's baseball for now. But uh, I think next week we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk about the NFL, but we'll actually talk about now that baseball playoff races are getting there, our pretenders, our contenders, and what we think about them. Uh, hour 53 now, guys. We're rolling in. Th- we're in the home stretch now. Anything else that jumps out at you?
1: Oh, that Zeke deal, man.
0: Ah, yes, Ezekiel yeah. Elliott, finally.
1: I know. So uh, I'll, I'll take a stab at it to lead out. To cut it out, we all knew that Zeke was trying to hold out for a better deal. It's very tough for running backs to get big bet because they're a dime dozen, basically, in the NFL as quarterbacks can't and, and El-
0: uh, good, good old El Paso they're rounding out the bottom of this Fred rank here but th- th- <laughs> they'll they'll get it together guys don't you worry don't you worry UTEP you go out and get them alright you'll be there next to you see you're kind of next to Clemson when it rolls back out there <laughs> <laughs> if you look at it from this angle you're ahead of Clemson
3: It's kind of like how with absolute temperature, it reaches a point where things get so hot that it switches around to being the bottom, reaching absolute zero. (laughs) So it is, you're so cold, and conversely, so cold that it becomes hot. So El Paso, UTEP is so cold that they're swapping around to, the hottest possible, which right now is cleansing.
1: <laughs> okay, sorry, Charles. Go ahead.
3: Life is a circle, and now it's going to circle back to Zeke Elliott. So Isn't that the. That's what, um. Oh, crap, what's his name? Our torts professor, 1L?
0: Yes. Oh, gosh, darn
1: it, man. He who should not be named.
3: Yes. Yes. It's all about the, the circle. The circle is the answer for everything. Or Condi in the civilization case. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, now the circle for Zeke Elliott was about them zeros for the dollar signs he was going to get. So, you know, he was holding out. He wanted more money. He probably said, hey, why is it that Carson Wentz was riding the coattails and Nick Pauls is getting all this guaranteed cash? Jared Goff, who couldn't even do anything in the Super Bowl, was getting all this guaranteed cash. Le'Veon Bell, who got a good amount of cash and didn't do anything for a whole year. And then Todd Gurley, who didn't do anything in the Super Bowl because he was injured, get cash and I can't get cash. Today he signed six years, ninety million dollars, fifty million guaranteed. And I texted the guys earlier about this, like good for him, good for getting his catch at like twenty-four. I feel like he kind of didn't move the needle. I really feel like he didn't. Yeah, fifty million dollars is a lot of money, but I feel like it didn't hit the big point or the big message that think as a pay me out, the old slow game mindset. I really the concern of hey, I need that guarantee money of the set contract with the owner and new DM because 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 where from a lot of these players, especially for running backs, they're signed contracts from now in about around 20, 20 their ice a is cut out basically for the next three years in theory without injury. So it's really saying, Hey, I want to guarantee money at this young age in my third year in the league. Or oh, wait, he's going to his fourth year, yeah. So going to my fourth year league because I don't think you're going to take care of me come year six, seven, eight, nine, maybe 10. So I'd rather have that guarantee now. So I really don't think it it Zeke as a well. I don't think it accomplished much of what the now. I think it's a CBA issue. because get to be at it. There's a lot of fourth year guys who got big money extensions because they don't want the situation to hold up the way that Levy did. They do want the situation of doing double franchise tags the way that Kirk Cousins did. You know, and maybe it just says, "Hey, how are you going?" To, and the CBA is coming up in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, this is Jerry Jones just playing Jerry Jones because Jerry Jones always has a you know a, a, a an ulterior motive, because he hey, let's pay Zeke now because he can hit the franchise tag on Amari this year, and then he hit the transitional tag on Dak Prescott this year as well. So it, it just says to me, okay, you got a lot of guarantee money. You didn't really reset the whole marketplace. Good for Dallas for not being stupid, but. I really feel like it didn't accomplish anything at a whole to do this hold out on a bigger system because that's what a lot of the guys were. like John bell's whole uh purpose of holding out was i'm a i'm a multi-tool receiver i'm a 1500 yard rusher and i'm like a thousand yard receiver man you need to pay me more bell and you got two guys in a couple of years who are gonna kind of need some good precedent to help them out and that's alvin kamara and christian mccaffrey McCaffrey was almost part of the thousand. Good for it for Zeke, like a lot. Making a lot. Doesn't read, he? Doesn't do anything beneficial in the way that TJ e. Green deal did, the way that the Odell Beckham deal did, is, as does the Lawrence Jeter deal did, which Jeter got the deal before Zeke had his deal signed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I think it just goes to the fact that he's a running back. um And the running back position isn't as cherished as it used to be correct so his I guess this is like you said it it wasn't as a big big of a statement as those other deals for other positions for the other guys but I guess in a sense it sort of is a a statement for for running backs in this day and age so I'm sure if he was playing in the 90s or the early 2000s this would be a whole he'd be, be, be getting paid a lot more in that sense because running backs were more valuable than now a lot of teams do the two back uh, or, or whatever they, they've they got a, a tandem of running backs or what have you it's, it's just not as big of a, of a deal maybe Jerry because you know uh, Jerry Jones like oh you know Emmett Smith was probably the biggest reason why the Cowboys won back in the 90s kind of thought Ezekiel was valuable enough for, for this deal here, but, you know, it wasn't – he got he got paid his money. He got his money. But, and once again, it, it'll set a bar for, for the guys coming in the future.
1: It, yeah, to touch on it, to leave it off on it, because I know time's short, Andrew might want to chime in too. It makes me think of a bigger issue that comes in is that to take care of these guys who are in a more rough position of play – such as the running backs, linebackers, what have you, maybe the issue, and I suggested this earlier, maybe we can touch upon this late football season, maybe the issue isn't just having the kind of because what I call them re-signing their entry for the fourth season. Maybe the idea is whatever the position they're getting, other number four uh, picks in the draft that you know are, fell into Zeke's value and each one's going to want to get paid. Granted, Burnett is not worth the value, nor is poor Melvin Gordon, but we'll talk about that at a different times. But Jalen Ramsey can be in a different situation. So maybe it's saying, hey, the top five, top ten picks in the draft, they're going to get a little bit more guaranteed money because that's how it works anyway, right? But we're just going to fade it to the top five or the top ten uh, just so we're taking care of them early. And if the if they suck, that's on the drafting team. That's their problem. Okay.
0: Alright. So I don't
3: really have much to chime in with. Yeah. Uh... Because, you know, as I've said I've said once, and I'll say it again, I don't care much for the NFL. But... <laughs>
0: okay. Riggs. All right. So we're at the two-hour mark, and I guess uh, we're, we're going to close it out here. So thanks, guys, for joining me. Thanks, Freddie, for, for sharing your Fred rank for, for this coming week and letting us premiere it, actually, before you post it on your website. Um, any, any closing thoughts, you guys?
1: No. You want to start, Charles? Uh, everybody, do yourself a favor. Get yourself a KFC Cheeto sandwich, and you'll <laughs> love life a little bit. Life is short, guys. You know what was closed during Hurricane Dorian? KFC. And I couldn't get my Cheeto sandwiches. Now, never
3: again.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh,
3: I guess you know. You know, say hi to your family. Tell them you love them. You know. Uh, you know we. You know, sports is very serious for us, and we. You know, sports may seem like life sometimes, but seeing what's happening right now in the Palmas and what could possibly happen up in North and South Carolina in the next couple of days, you know, really kind of puts things in perspective, at least for me. Uh, so, you know, say it's, tell your family you love them, you know, make sure that you're safe, be good, uh, and we'll see you next week. Right.
0: Good. Good close, Andrew. All right, guys. Take care. (laughs) Adios. Good night.
1: See you.